Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Codependent Podcast. I am your host, Travis, the wizard joins, sitting next to my beautiful companion, and the reason why we're, why we're all here today. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> She's who we all came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me for the Sherry Join Show. Okay. (laughs) 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 I still don't like my name being out there. (laughs) 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 You gotta put the first and last name. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, my God. Exposed. The whole government. (sighs) Okay. So, today we're getting into a... A... Made me think about that Crawford fight. Oh yeah! Oh, you just made this time sensitive. Oh, I've got to release it soon now. <laughs> ah, shit. Okay, way to force your hand there, wife. <laughs> I was just thinking because you said last name, so then I was thinking about that because I'm like, yeah, he whooped up on that boy, man. Yeah. Best in the world, they say. I guess so. Man, I just wish he had stretched it a little bit for me. I like, know, damn, Jesus. played like, with it a little bit. It was like Tyson. I mean, I yeah. think it was fourth round or something. <laughs> Anywho, today's topic is not Terrence Bud Crawford. It is intimacy. Oh, yeah. That old sexy word. Oh, yeah. Those are not sexy sounds. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't like that, huh? Yeah. No. (laughs) (laughs) So normally, (laughs) this word is associated with sex. When I hear it, that's what I think of. I mean, it's straight to the brain. Boom. Now, it could be due to my testosterone. <laughs> Your appendage. Or, or my, right, my anatomy. All kinds of things. But I think just overall in society, there is that kind of sexy word to it. Well, right? like, overall in society <laughs> is the appendage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they put it into the freaking monuments and <laughs> statues. It's Are you like, saying we live in a world of penis? Yes, absolutely. And penis envy. I didn't vote. I didn't vote on that. Neither did I. And that's what's the most unfortunate part is because not that we're getting into a conversation of toxic masculinity, but when it is described, there seems to be an onus on the man. It's not the man's ownership. We all got toxic masculine concepts. We have toxic feminine concepts. We have all of this shit. Yeah. So it's like it does get put on the man. But I mean, I guess that's how white people can feel sometimes, too. Yeah. Like it gets put on them, but it's like you have to be able to look at the history yeah. to understand how to move forward in the world we currently exist in. So it's like, yes, this exists because of these issues. Yeah. Now you need to be aware of that if you want to address those issues cuz like what's your goal? Everything exactly. in life comes back to what's your goal. And it's difficult from it's difficult from the woman's side, it's difficult from the minority side. The the, the side has been oppressed. It's always going to eat more shit, it's, you know, it's, it's definitely as far as pain in the external and in the internal. And it's a, a difficult position for the privileged party as well because they're going to have to eat shit and just swallow it and realize, hey, I might have to take an L for previous generations. Yes. You know? um, I would say that at least socially. Um, the privileged party, so like the underprivileged party has to acknowledge as well as the privileged party has to acknowledge that the privileged party needs to or has to take some L's in order for the change to occur, right? Mm-hmm. But there also needs to be that acknowledgement, right? Because what becomes the focus on the privileged party, because they have had less L's, they tend to focus on the fact that I have L's too. Or like, look, 
look, we both have L's, and it's like, hold on, hold we on, all struggle. On. Yeah, like we all struggle. Like we're all going through stuff too. Like, no, but I have issues too. But but I'm going through things too. But but like but I got problems too. No one's saying you don't. That's what this whole all lives matter shit is about. No one's saying all lives didn't matter. We're saying we've been taking care of your needs. These needs have not been taken care of. Let's focus on taking care of some of those needs as you continue to have yours met yeah. in many ways. These people haven't had theirs nowhere near to met in those ways. So let's get that and we can continue to progress as a society and focus on all of these things. But like there tends to be, and I think it's funny because it goes into, since we said we're talking about intimacy, I think that's true in the bedroom and in a lot of ways in relationships in general, there tends to be a focus on me. If I'm always focused on my needs, I can't be thinking about how to meet your needs. If you're always focused on your needs, you're not thinking about how to meet my needs. Agreed. 100%. 100%. And I think, ooh, that's going to come back. That was uncanny. That's going to come back. Um, And that definition is closely acquainted for intimate, by the way. Closely acquainted, familiar or close closely acquainted familiar close so normally i'm thinking sex all this all the time i'm thinking sex when i hear the word right okay it's not even included you know well, what i mean because like, we include it because it is one form of being close right. and closely acquainted right. and familiar um but exactly i think that's the issue right i think because for men sex comes first before love they tend to approach the relationship that way and because we're in a male-dominated society that's the approach sex first and maybe the love and relationship will come right women tend to go heart and love first and the sexual things can come but the problem with that is if it's forced and it's not meshed and meeting up on both sides then both parties are going to get more restricted and rigid in their boundaries and in their ways right which means that men will probably get less sex women will get less affection and attention right Right. and how this negative cycle continues as opposed to like the closer connection and the closer bonding and the building of intimacy it tends to be the opposite because it's sort of like if i'm forcing my will on you you're not gonna feel comfortable i agree with that and I'm interested in, in the, so basically you can be intimate without sex, right? Based on this yes, definition. Absolutely. So, and that means, you know, you're also having intimacy with friends, you know, with your children, uh, with other family members and stuff like that. So then I guess what I'm saying is if you can have it without sex, that means it's made up of a whole bunch of other stuff. Yes. And I'm interested in what are those other ingredients that are making up intimacy if i can Ooh. remove sex and mm-hmm. it still be called that mm-hmm. we can still be 100 percent intimate mm-hmm. with no sex then what are what is it made of what is it made of number one to me the biggest ingredient mm-hmm. vulnerability okay. that is what sex metaphorically demonstrates right like i am taking my clothes off in front of you i okay. a lot of times it's literal and psychological right because most people have some version of ad version to showing their bodies publicly right 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 right. so therefore i'm going to be nervous about that so literally unclothing literally is being vulnerable in front of you but then also the entire process of now giving myself all of that so it's like a psychological component so then in removing the sex component once again becoming naked in front of you so basically opening myself up in front of you okay, okay i'm allowing myself to possibly be judged or hurt or okay. critiqued as I express my thoughts, opinions, feelings, hopes, dreams. The more I share, 
the closer we connect, the okay. more I could lose if this doesn't work. Okay. The more I could lose if you don't like something about me, if you reject some component of me. Now, it sounds like if I just walk up to you on the street and just life puke on you, all my thoughts, emotions, feelings, basically take my clothes off, mm-hmm. air quotes, then we're intimate. <laughs> so something else must be needed because yes. I can't just come. <laughs> well, read the definition again. It's okay. Okay. You. Yeah. Closely acquainted. Boom. Okay. Strange off step, the street. Step one. Don't count. Okay. Okay. Don't whip out. Okay. Intimacy. <laughs> Penis pics. Stop sending them when you're not closely acquainted. Thank okay. you. That's number one rule for the women. We don't want to see it if we don't know you. Okay. Stop sending penis pics to people you don't know. Creep. Okay. Okay. Life lesson. <laughs> you hear that? All you penis pickers. <laughs> that sounds gross. That's, that's different. different. Yeah. That sounds that's painful. Different. Yeah. Oh, Let's that's move a on from weird that. If, we, if thing, you would allow if me to. Sexual, I, okay? I don't, don't want to. I don't want to continue <laughs> on that one. Uh, familiar and close. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. they put that both in there. Okay. Closely acquainted, no. And close. Because we say it's so the same. So if I walk up to you on the street, it doesn't count. So basically, we need to have. Because walk up on the street, right? Close. That's close proximity. It's not just about close proximity. Right. What does close mean? Like, well, normally if I've been close to you for a while, then we have things in common. Yeah, you built up history. There's things we know about each other that others might not know that aren't close to us. Okay. Um, Think about neighborhood. There's things that happen in the neighborhood that the neighborhood's familiar with that people that don't live there don't know, right? But then within the household, there are things within your house that your neighbors may not know, right? Right, right. And then within your marriage, there are things within your marriage that your children and the rest of people in the house may not necessarily need to know. It's like these rings. Yes. So within each of those rings, you see the intimacy. First has to start with yourself. Then it goes to your partner. Then your children. Yeah. yeah. Family, blah, 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 blah. That to me is how you build the intimacy in a healthy way. So so starting from scratch with a person, Mm -hmm. you know, we're just being acquainted Mm -hmm. first time. Mm -hmm. We're intimate. We're not intimacy eligible. It doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like you are intimacy eligible. Well, I mean, currently, like we can't currently you are intimacy eligible because intimacy is a spectrum. Okay. It's not a is or isn't. It's oh, a it's not binary. It's not. So yeah. it's something that you develop and grow. So you are intimate first from if we meet and there's a physical attraction that puts it on the table, right? Why? That sounds like you That's have a, a component like of a intimacy. What makes desire? you close and draw to a person? Oh, it's going Looks, to it's going to increase from the jump, okay, like hormonally, gonna... like mm-hmm. evolutionary based. Like it's not even like you're trying to have sex with them. It's just that we are drawn to what is attractive. What is attractive? You know what why I mean? Why is attraction what does that and intimacy? Means? What does that word mean? Why are they together? Because you want to get close. Oh, 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 I want to oh, get oh. close to something. I want to be gonna, next to something. It's going to start it up and pull you into it. Yeah, okay, duh. How many people want to be around people, places, or things that are ugly? Right. I don't. All right. Feelings, music, songs, buildings. Yeah. Everything you say everything. is good is what you say you like. It no one says, you. like, let's spend a lot of time in this song that is discordant. Yeah. And yeah. off pitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. No one sits in that for hours. That right. would be interesting. No, they actually use stuff like that as torture. Torture, exactly. <laughs> okay. So basically, there has to be some spot of pleasure or attraction that will pull you in and almost begin that process. I, I, I'm starting to see how it starts i'm starting to see how you maintain it by continually being brave and showing yourself i guess now i want to ask you how does it get derailed 
what oh, is ha- and, and this so and this yeah. is friendships right yeah. from the beginning this is intimacy patterns and relationships that have been long lasting mm-hmm. even i don't know but what happens now that we know we're close we're showing each other we're doing it we're close we like it we want to be bearing all we're connecting maybe physically and now suddenly you know like we mm-hmm. can't get it to me i can't get to the level of intimacy with it, or it's fleeting or it's never happening or you know or it's, it used to be here and it's gone or something what's I happening think, there i think lies is one component mm-hmm. right when we are scared of rejection we hide behind lies it keeps us safe in our mm-hmm. minds right mm-hmm. it protects us right i don't put myself out there because if i tell you the truth it could upset you it could hurt your feelings it could cause me pain it could cause you to reject me is Ooh, what we're saying so if i tell you the truth you might reject my truth therefore you might reject me and then we lose the relationship right so what i do is tell you a lie but because i'm human that's going to also be communicated that i've lied right People pick up on subtleties even when they don't understand. Not you mean as far as expressing your feelings, something that may rub your partner the wrong way, something that's hurt you, that you know you want to express or you feel, you know, you want to express it to them for the intimacy thing mm-hmm. we're talking about, but you're worried about the impact it will have. have on them. So you don't say So it. you suppress it you or suppress you switch it. it. That's the problem. You try to suppress it, okay. right? Like there's something they did that bothered you. There's something that they did that upset you. There's something that they did that Worried triggers you. you, worries you, whatever it is. Uh-huh. Um, you makes you feel disrespected. Yeah. Lonely. You're unattracted to. There's all these things uh-huh. that we are scared to tell our partner, so we don't say it. So we suppress it. But in that suppression, that's your feeling. That's not going to go away. So that feeling's going to return. Yes. Over and over again. Uh-huh. And your partner's going to pick up on the fact that you're feeling something, not communicating it. They're going to wonder. Because they're human, they can't read your mind. They have no idea, and they're going to go to worst case scenarios. So now they're thinking of the worst possibilities of what could be in your head, da da da. Yeah. Assuming the worst. You're not saying it, and then you're justifying it for whatever reason. But either way, this contentment and disagreement and dissension starts to creep in and grow and so it becomes a bigger issue because now at some point they're going to catch you in a lie people can't keep up with the lie that's why the lies don't make sense because the lie simply builds the distrust because if you tell me a truth the truth may hurt my feelings but i can trust you Mm -hmm. if you tell me a lie my feelings are hurt and i can't trust you Right, right. So even in the truth, my feelings might get hurt. In the lie, my feelings are still going to get hurt. But at least we have built trust. And then I know also when you tell me the truth, it's actually your truth. If I have to find out you're lying, then now your truths are also lies to me. So now I don't know anything about what you're saying and what I can trust in what you're saying. And that's the reason why it becomes such a big issue. The other part of it is... We have two people from two different backgrounds. We're not going to see this, see things the same way. That's a big part of the fear coming into the relationship from the beginning. If you have people coming in from different perspectives or different backgrounds, of course, we're not going to see things the same way, which means simply you expressing that you see things from some way makes it a vulnerability for me to admit that I see it differently. Yeah. Not even that you have to judge it or say, just me admitting I see it differently already already puts me in a vulnerable position. So there is a 
more subtle pressure in society when we talk about peer pressure this is a peer pressure that's not discussed where it's a go along to get along like that's what politically correct is that's still peer pressure yeah. and we tell people like not to follow peer pressure but all of life is peer pressure yeah. all of life work is peer pressure i mean social norms as as a concept absolutely. is basically the same absolutely and, and it, they prevent intimacy yeah yeah and the, but and you know what the thing is uh they're they're the guardrails of our lives right and it's like it's not that you can never go over guardrails but having a social norm in place almost acts as a guide for when we as humans inevitably Ooh, will be absolutely. so different so what i know? like to say the analogy is what it should be is training wheels they should be the little wheels on the tricycle that when you're first learning to ride your bike, they're on because you need some guidance and understanding. But we keep them for life. But that's my problem. We should we don't need them for life. Social right? norms. So As here's what I mean. Say hello when you walk by a coworker in the hallway. Like that's what that basically. Absolutely not. We don't need them for life. Right. OK. So and here's what I mean. Right. You need the understanding of why these norms exist. So you're saying you don't have to follow them. For you don't have life. to follow this rule, right? I see like what, what you're you just saying. said, the I rule. See, I see what you're saying. When somebody's following you in the hall, you speak when we pass, right? So what about this person that's been cussing me out, disrespecting me? I'm gonna keep hi, hi. I Every what time you're we saying. pass, you're, you're gonna look like you're insane. You're talking about an adherence to the Absolute, social norm. Yes. We don't need our whole life. Mm -hmm. So we need an understanding. Of course, okay. And that's what the training wheel okay. is for. Okay. It's I teaching see. you how to understand the bike. It's teaching you the movements, the balance, the steering. It's teaching you the mechanisms and the components of the bike and how to maneuver it. But it's not teaching you to ride it. It's just kind of helping guide you along mm -hmm. as you learn to ride the bike. Mm -hmm. Then you know how to ride the bike. Now you know how to apply that in different scenarios, right? Yeah. Up and down hills, da da da. But if you kept those training wheels on, it's gonna reduce your speed. It's gonna reduce where you can go. You can't go into certain positions with that on. Same in life. Like these social norms are supposed to be guidelines, but because we have them as these rigid lines and contracts, we're no, there's no real intimacy in society. There's no real growth and development as a relationship of society because we just cancel each other. It's a bunch of divorces and breakups. End, end, end. Cancel, 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 cancel. You didn't do what I like. Done. Cut you off. Finished. That's not healthy. How does either person grow? If I cut you off, you don't know what you did wrong. I don't know what I did wrong. How do we grow and but continue? But it can, it can also be very healthy to cut someone off who is absolutely who is a pain source so, as well. It's like a fluid thing. Yes, and that's why that's I told where you. That's it's like that do your best thing. I do think do your best, but they say do your best until you know better. When you know better, do better, right? Jesus. So it's like, right. I'm just saying like all sounds you can do like is your natural. best. Huh? That sounds natural. It is natural, but it's not because sometimes we know better and don't do better. And that's so why then, you have that. But phrase. then it's like next it's time. Once again, not a rule. It's a guideline. So it's exactly, not, exactly. you're not going to be 100%. But what right. it is, is you need reminders. And yeah, that's the thing. You need that. kicks in the ass. People, everything is so <laughs> soft. We need kicks in the ass sometimes. We need sometimes somebody to tell you, get the fuck up. Like, just get up. Like, stop crying. Get up. Get your ass up. Let's go. Sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need gentility. Okay. I understand. This is difficult. But I'm just over there bratty sometimes. Like, I don't care about it, which is true. <laughs> but I'm not saying it's not valuable. Just and you know what? Thing. When you act bratty, it really messes up the intimacy. Oh, Lord. Um, this nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I actually feel like some part of intimacy does need to be bratty from the woman's perspective. And maybe this isn't fair because this is a component that may be unpopular opinion when you talk about intimacy. I think that number one even though i understand like 
transgender um, and people who don't identify with the gender they were born with. We have still been socialized as certain genders, so I still have to use gender norms as we discuss that, right? Because like we're socialized a certain way, and that is a part of the angst of the transgender and of a lot of even heteronormative people feel the angst still of having to be a certain way based on how I was conditioned or socialized or treated. Um, and so I feel like for women, we have been socialized to be meek and quiet and modest and like, you know, not to be as vocal which is where the intimacy issues come in, particularly for me and consent. Um, so I feel like we all understand victim blaming. I am not victim blaming. Like I am obviously like an advocate of sexual abuse and sexual, like people who've experienced sexual abuse and sexual assault. But because I am also a victim of sexual abuse and sexual assault, and I'm a proponent of like almost like brutal self-honesty, right? Like, I also have to recognize that a relationship is two people, right? Right. And so no relationship can you ever just say, I'm going to completely blame the other person, right? So, like, as I do agree that there has been a overindulgent focus on women in these situations of, like, what women need to change and what women need to do differently and not enough focus on what men need to do differently. And I do think that the conversation has to go a little bit more into, like, how men need to learn women's needs right that's where these ideas of consent and these new acronyms and ideas of how we should enter into consent that's where it comes from right trying to teach men like how to think of the woman's needs how to like consider how she's feeling or what makes her uncomfortable all of that stuff right and that's something that's relatively new in society if we're saying that society has been more male patriarchal based sure so are the components which is why we see the lashback in society with the music and different things because men are feeling that angst of loss of privilege in some way because they've been running it and now it's like there's a slight shift not to say women are necessarily running it but there's a shift in the energy where it's like okay there's these things that have been occurring that we're not comfortable with right right and i think that that's true but because we're saying there's things that are occurring that we're not comfortable with, the blame has been put on the men. And I'm not saying that the blame is either fault. I think it's conditioning and it's ignorance on both sides in some ways. And I know that's unpopular. So like I can e only even speak the man myself. blaming has become just a thing. Yes. Yeah. Like like almost like male bashing, like, you know, like it's a default. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the yeah. beginning of feminism back in the day where it just became yeah. male bashing for everything. Men are shit. Men are did it up. Right. <laughs> yeah. So. I don't know, like this is unpopular opinion, but I can only protect, I can only talk about my personal experiences to explain it best because I can't say that everyone feels this way. Of course. Um, but I know in my particular life, because of my past trauma, I tend to freeze up in situations when I'm not comfortable, right? So there have been situations where things have happened that I didn't want to happen sexually outside of our marriage and in it and in it sometimes and other people might say they were raped because they didn't give consent because i absolutely didn't give consent nor did i want it to occur right and i'm gonna say that part first for explanation of clarity like and in some instances i said actually no and gave a lack of consent which some people would then be considered as rape. I wasn't one of the. the no, I, was, I didn't. Do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was mild. No. However. Go ahead, babe. Sorry. I also understand, from the male's perspective, 
that they don't know my trauma history and they don't know what I want or don't want. And the the part of the male toxicness that we're saying or the male feminine, whatever we're saying is toxic in society. You can't just say all of the blame. We have been taught things. So like if a person is responding or displaying certain behaviors, they've been taught that. Right. So what have men been taught? They have not been taught to consider certain things within the relationship or even within themselves. Or like power dynamics. Any of that, exactly. They don't understand power dynamics or even understanding the woman. If we're saying they don't understand emotions, we're also saying they don't know how to read a woman. So that's going to come across in their interaction. And that's true because the messages have been boys will be boys. There's been no consequences when men do weird things or when, when men are raping women. Like we have told them in society, it doesn't matter because somehow rape is less than murder. We're putting numbers and weight on it. So we're also putting numbers on weight and value of a people's lives and experiences. Right. So we're saying that experience isn't that big of a deal, even though you have to live with that the rest of your life. Right. So now we've also told women when they do speak up about sexual abuse, sexual discomfort, sexual assault or their bot, anything that women say is tends to be dismissed because men have the table, the mic, so to speak. And so it's like, oh, you're overreacting. Oh, you're we tend to dismiss it. it you're tripping it's ridiculous da, da, da. so then women are taught not to speak up for themselves not to communicate their needs and their feelings so now you get into a situation where you're uncomfortable and you don't speak on it he has no idea that you're uncomfortable he doesn't know you're frozen he's not knowing how to read body language he doesn't know how to read the nonverbals. you feel like it's obvious in communicating and you may even say no he may think you're playing when you're saying no because he knows in the past you've said you're attracted to him so now he thinks you want this because you are attracted to him right and now it's like even though you're saying no i know you want it do you want to talk about that fries thing yeah you mentioned that okay do you have the acronym up? Oh, I shit. never get it right. I, when never, I, I, I get never it. get it right when I try to go off the top of my head. I'm going to get it. Hold on. Okay. Yeah, I have it here. It is fries. Like freely given. R is reversible. I is informed. E is enthusiastic and S is specific. So what you were saying is there's been almost a teaching from men that or or, or there could be a mindset of maybe she's saying no, but I Yes, could. because males have let you I'm sorry, go ahead. Yes, I agree. But I want you to say it. Oh, me? I cut you off, yeah. No, I was leading it to you. But go ahead. Oh, okay. I feel like I always talk and you were making a good point. I'm like, yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say it. No, it's like, damn, you was making a great point. I just got excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. So, <laughs> uh, freely given, reversible, informed, enthusiastic, and specific. So, these, I heard this like for the first time, I think on a Trevor Noah podcast, like last year or something like that. Man. I, I didn't have much experience out here asking for consent because we started so young, but just from my mindset, like, I don't think I was thinking I needed to go get any of these. You know what I mean? Like, it was, yeah. I mean, some freely given is the, you know, yeah, yeah I want to do that. The reversible, like they could change their mind. Yes. Uh, the ones that kind of got me was the informed, enthusiastic and specific mm -hmm. because there is this thing where the man will kind of fight against uh the enthusiasm yes because that's the one that is almost um we're we're recording yeah 
daughter is interrupted. We are back. <laughs> I'll decide if I'm going to leave that in or not. But anyway. <laughs> I love it. The enthusiasm part is where the man really thrives because we brag about how into it we can make the woman. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's almost a badge to switch her from well, not so into from? it <laughs> to she loves it now. Absolutely. That's like my thing I did. Yeah. So it's not even like a detractor if she's not super into it. That might... In some mindsets, the enthusiasm could ruin it a little bit in that chase hunter mentality. Yeah. So it's, and the thing is, this makes plenty of sense to me when you stop thinking of it as a chase hunter mentality. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, even like, think of it a as st- a chase hunter mentality because that's where it's been developed from. But just stop thinking of it from only the hunter's perspective. Okay. Because okay. That, that's like good. that's like, what like disturbed me is when I started to realize why people were attracted to me in particular. That's when I got the most creeped out. And it's like, there's a constant, what you're saying, chase hunter. I'm the prey. They see, what do you see in the prey? You see the weaknesses. You see the vulnerabilities. You see the target you see how you can attack it we always in society once again um that's a male concept that we tend to admire the animals that are big and ferocious and the predators yeah that power the the power the one like and it's somehow it's glorified that they do like even that right because i grew up watching the animal kingdom and i love the big cats but when you think about it you're the big ferocious animal you have the muscles, the claws, the teeth, the fangs, all of that, right? And so we're saying you're the strong one. Mm-hmm. So then do you go after the fastest deer? No. <laughs> you go after the deer's baby that's yeah. weak or and si- falls behind the crowd yeah. and stumbles on the rocks. And then you get it. Yeah. And this is what society does as well. It's like we're saying women are weaker and vulnerable. So let's attack them and... <laughs> put all this stuff more pressure and more weight and i don't think that it should be then attack the man either it's looking at each person's vulnerabilities in the moments right like looking at each person's vulnerabilities or needs and not only looking at our own needs and vulnerabilities because that's what tends to blind us from the intimacy if i'm only looking at it from my perspective how can i get close to you how can i connect with you that's what we said as part of intimacy how am i drawn into you are you drawn into people who only talk about themselves yeah who only think about themselves yeah. No, I'm not drawn to people who only talk about themselves or think about themselves. So it's like, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be around that person. Right. But people stop at, I don't want to be around that person. Do you want to be that one? Sometimes they don't mind. But then why would that person want to be around you? This is actually a perfect segue into my kind of, um, it's, it's the last question that I have for you. And that's how do you deepen intimacy? And you started it so perfectly there by saying, it starts with a mindset and a perspective. I think when you we came right off hunter-gatherer or hunter-prey thing, right? So, and this goes man and woman, whoever is seeking intimacy. And that can be from, you know, two um, women who just want to be friends, two men who just want to be friends, intimate, sexual, of all types, you know? The point is, when it's your goal to establish some, it's going to be very easy for you to say, all the ways that that intimacy could add to you or all the things you want to get out of this. That's very natural. But like you're saying, when you switch the perspective around to what is the person across from me going through as well, that is like, seems to be almost the perfect, like, and and that thing is going to move and change. I don't want to say like, as soon as we enter the intimacy and look from the perspective, now we're done, right? You have to do that daily. 
Yes. Right? You have to do that in each interaction. Yes. It's so, ongoing. And I think that's a beautiful point because earlier you, you said, like, you don't build intimacy right away, right? Mm. And I was saying it's a spectrum. Yeah. So that is the thing for people to pay attention to, right? I've always said this in life. Only salesmen need you to make decisions in a limited time frame. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you look at these, like, oh, limited time offers or da-da-da-da-da. It's usually crap. Like, that's why. Like, why do I need to rush to make my decision? Because you're trying to trap me into a poor decision. Yeah. But it seems too good to be true. Yeah, they're trying Duh. to take advantage of the yes, panic of the emotion and rushing. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you're taking your time and realizing this is a process that we're seeing if we're compatible on whatever way. Whatever level, yeah. You can have whatever hopes and dreams and aspirations about how you feel, but you also should be paying attention and looking and paying attention to signs. And what you will see is when it's someone who's superficial and is only wanting sexual intimacy, they're not going to be able to maintain the test of time as far as the other intimacy needs that you have. Yeah, Yeah, They're not going to be able to maintain that. They're not going to be able to stand the distance. So you tend to, as a therapist or as people, I tend to advise people to refrain from the sexual intimacy leading in with that because that clouds the rest of it and you end up in this cycle where you're just staying together because of the sex and nobody's happy or satisfied, but that's what's keeping you together as opposed to having the whole intimacy and the sexual intimacy. What about with family? Where are we tripping up like... Oh, it's a similar way because orgasms aren't only literal. Orgasms are emotional and psychological, right? Mm -hmm. So I continue this thing that makes the family feel good, even though I don't feel good. And that's what I mean about the male-dominated society, right? Like going back to consent. Women not being taught to speak up means they haven't given enthusiastic consent. And part of what has been communicated in society is what you said, like this, like, oh, the no is coy that she's playing. Like, if I'm saying it, she's joking. Like, yeah, all of these yeah, games. Like game, yeah, game right. So, we know that now. So, now people are like, now there's a fear for men. We don't often talk about it, But now there's an anxiety that men have, right? Because now they need the woman to pursue. Or they need the woman to be very vocal you're like confirming very confirming and like i need you to initiate almost he's on the line like, because now you have the me too movement and we've yeah. swung a little too um i don't want to say we no, swung too far yeah, but it's just like because we need the swing we're highlighting to level other it out. pains that we haven't highlighted but, before. so now men are anxious because now they've been in a position they've never been in before right, and new. they're new and yeah. they're anxious so it's like this is what i mean about having understanding that's what i meant to say i didn't say it but understanding the other key if i'm trying to build a relationship with you I have to understand you to do it and I have to want to understand you. If I see in small moments early on in the relationship that you don't care to understand, those are flags to get out, right? It sounds weird. I have this thing even just in my conversations where men will tell me like, you didn't have to write all of that. You didn't have to say all of that. You showed me that you don't care to hear. Like, I know I don't have to, which means, and I'm a communicator, which means I'm saying things for a reason. I'm communicating these thoughts and ideas for a reason. You've now just dismissed them and let me know you don't understand me. Yeah. That's going to prevent intimacy moving forward. Yeah. Right? But if I take time to understand you, the more times I take to understand you, the more I get to know you, the more I get to be intimate with you. The more I get to see of you, the more naked you become with me. If I'm willing to do the work. But it also takes you doing the work to understand me and making me comfortable to get intimate, to get unclothed, to be soft, to be myself. So it's both parties have to do the work for the relationship to work. In a similar way, understanding has to acknowledge everyone's experience isn't the same right so i say that to circle back to this idea of no is no yes is yes although you and i have talked and i have admitted there are things that i'm uncomfortable with 
maybe that we might have done sexually, because that's what you were saying earlier. Right. Like, there may have been things that I was uncomfortable with. We also have a different kind of relationship where I am not a typical person. I give consent within my relationships differently because I don't want that practiced and rehearsed type of a sexual experience. So my consent is given for freedom to do whatever and i understand and acknowledge and i've told you that myself it's my job to communicate if i'm uncomfortable right it's my job to communicate what i want or don't want to happen and as a human being that is something that i've had to grow and work in yeah. so it hasn't been perfect so yes i've experienced some things that made me uncomfortable of course, of course. but like that's what you talk about and you have to understand like that's a part of relationship and a part of intimacy is understanding that mistakes will occur mm, and mistakes that's, that's don't deep. mean this person is a shit rapist whatever right, like, right you know, exactly creep whatever it's like a mistake in intimacy doesn't make you a creep. Exactly. It makes you human, right? right? We're all humans. However, if these things don't get corrected, it can make you turn into a creep because you don't know. And now women think you're creepy because no one's ever stopped to just have a conversation to tell you, hey, this made me uncomfortable. Yeah. How would a man know he's a creep if no one's ever told him he's a creep? Most don't. And, a, and he has his best chance right after she expresses her pain or discomfort for whatever happened difficult part is she may be calling you a creep already yes right so that might be already happening yes uh oops right yes now i think you have your opportunity there to prove if because the word is okay this is why we do this podcast but she's basically saying that action you did is attributed to your character and that's the fae yeah and your and your your work is going to be hey man i know I mean, if you know in your heart you were taking advantage of her, hopefully you could do that work and find yeah. it. But in general, I feel it's more clumsiness and lack of communication that happens. I'm not saying that the man isn't off in his actions. For instance, she wasn't enthusiastic. My brother, you know, this is something that we have to work on, right? Because really she was uncomfortable and went with it. Yeah. We're not saying you was wrong or whatever. We're saying that happened and pain happened. Well, I'll say one thing. I feel like I'm a little bit different because I believe in like hard truths with like compassion and what i mean by that is saying i believe in saying some one like something you did was wrong even though you the person aren't okay wrong, right? I'll, I'll give and you that so, okay like, yeah i'll give you that because um, that's true yeah like we I can feel do like, wrong shit yeah I and you're not a terrible and i say the distinction yeah. because that person needs to know that too like you're not a terrible person because you do something that doesn't agree with your own morals even or like right because so, like, it's not even just about what other people think it's about you also loving yourself and being intimate with yourself and understanding yourself and forgiving yourself oh, I, like stuff, right? I like that i so like that so it's like that. you can make a mistake and not know or do something that you're now feeling like damn that could have been creepy or that could have been uncomfortable because to be honest, I do think this stems from the white patriarchy of predatorial behaviors. So there's a lot of components of the male chasing and approaching the woman that is very predatorial. For instance, that's what I'm saying. Like people have told me they've liked me because I'm shy. Because I'm quiet and shy, that means it's easier for them to push their way onto me. That's disgusting. Yeah. That does need to change. I'm not saying you're a disgusting person, but that's a weak move. Like, yeah, and I feel like and look inside yourself. Yeah. And the thing about it is, what's under there is not a creep. It's a person normally. If you're insecure. going, yeah, just yeah. like the lion in Africa is insecure because he don't got grocery stores. Mm -hmm. He can't be out here going after the targets that are going to be difficult for him to achieve. He has to feed six or she normally because it's the lion that's yeah. too hunt, but <laughs> that's a separate thing. But the male lions do hunt too, especially yeah. if they're individual. But the point is, yeah, you, so the gentleman who's going after the, or the woman who's going after the man who is 
an easier target. Mm -hmm. Things are changing. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. No, that's true. And it's not, Things and I, that's why I said gender roles and how we're socialized, but it's not always the man and the woman because you have some women that have more masculine traits. You have some men that have more feminine traits. And when I'm saying that, it's those are the words that we have in society. I know. Because I call it. those traits, I call those traits aggressive or assertive, brash heavy-handed right and so but they, i don't they, want to say that they are masculine attached but i don't want to say you, only that because assertiveness is considered masculine too as is peacefulness considered feminine so it's not all negative exactly. on either side we've, and that's we've the, named it that's this what way. we've done we've named it this way I, I yeah i don't know how much i think it's tied to penis and vagina as far as um nature but i understand this nurture is very strong in our society so i don't know man but yeah. but either way um i think pulling back and seeing that when we step on each other's toes it's actually the best moments for intimacy i think when it hurts in friendships mm, is the best moments for intimacy well it's I the don't... moments for intimacy to grow it's the only way that it can occur i agree right because in order for me to know what you like i had to do something you didn't like and you told me i ain't like that or or say or, or say somebody comes to you with a pain that's not you know you didn't do it mm -hmm. your partner's just yeah, in pain yeah it's, it's nothing it's not you did it they did it but guess what it's not your pain mm -hmm. you didn't have it mm -hmm. they're gonna bring it to you mm -hmm. okay it could be from work stress mm -hmm. money stress family, family. problems mm -hmm. physical problems mm -hmm. and now sexual problems it's coming to you mm -hmm. so now you have a chance it, it's it's very easy and, and natural to say pass absolutely i don't want to talk to you about this again mm -hmm. you're always talking about this oh here we go switch jobs then shit you know what I mean? Like, and that that's that's how it feels to take on that pain of someone else who's going through something, particularly for a long period of time or whatever. The point is, I think love means to take the pain from someone else. And that's a spectrum as well, right? If I help you move, I've inconvenienced myself for you. If I um, sit by you through chemo treatments for two years while you die, that's painful too. But I'm supportive and sitting with the person through difficult moments to me that's what love is i don't mean take and here's what and words so fail here's me what I, okay go but ahead. the the one thing i hate to be on is the there are people out here who are taking pain by nature and we've gone over this before and for them they don't need to continue doing that if it's already impacting your life in a way that you disagree with so i'm not trying to tell anybody to take any more pain than they want to take or feel they deserve or anything like that. You don't have to love everybody at all times. Some people you've loved enough for your life. You know what I mean? And it might be healthier for you to back off of the love of sitting with them. You know what I so mean? So I feel like I'm start. Oh, I'm so starting to understand the reggae concept so much more, man. Oh, I'm loving that so much more, right? Because they say love is not painful, right? And they hate that Christian component of adding in like the sacrifice and the pain and the angst of like religion and love and God's love. Yeah. And I'm sitting here looking at it and I'm like, yeah, nah, it's not registered. And I see why. To me, life is pain, not love. Life is painful. If you exist in life by yourself, it's painful. If you exist in life in relationship, it's painful. Love is not painful. Love is companionship. I want to spend time with you. I love you. I like these things about you. Da, da, da. I want us to spend this time together. But because we're two humans, we're going to experience pain. And we can choose to try to experience that by ourselves. Or we can choose to experience that with each other. But in relationship, we're saying... 
every single person says it. If I'm taking on some of your pain, I want you to take on some of mine. It's not that it has to be that way. That's the, what we've been conditioned to say. We want it to be fair and even and equitable. I need to trust you. I need to know that if I start to get close to you and I want to maintain this relationship, there needs to be work. Mm -hmm. The love isn't the pain. You have to do work on yourself no matter what. You've chosen to be in relationship with someone, so there will be pain in that. But to say, I don't think that the pain comes from the love. The pain's going to exist no matter what. If you have that. a relationship with yourself, it's painful. I respect You that. have thoughts about yourself you got to get rid of. You have work within yourself you got to do. You're going to have to do work with your relationship with your bosses. You're going to have to do work in your relationship with your children. You're going to have to do work in your relationship. Any relationship you engage in is going to require work. I feel like people get mad at the relationship. You chose it. You don't got to be in it. You can leave it at any time. Yeah. You can simply leave and be at peace by yourself. You're saying that's what you're happy with, right? You're not happy by yourself. That's why you're pissed. You need this person and that scares you. Mm. And mm. you're scared to lose this person because you need them. Mm. And because the truth of the matter is, I'm willing to accept a lot of pain from them and that scares me too. It must be that the, the looming threat of, of being isolated must look like greater pain than whatever they're absolutely and until that bar flips and i feel like i wish people would take that and then say that shows me how much i care about the connection mm -hmm. it shows you how much you care about the connection because it shows you how scared you are right yeah but in love we don't translate fear to love it doesn't feel like love is oftentimes rejecting it's oftentimes mean it's oftentimes but if you think about it like we watch all the sports shows all the time i just use this analogy in with one of my clients when you watch a sports show the big team the it's still threatened by the underdog yeah yeah they still do underhanded tactics to try to beat the underdog yeah but the underdog don't come in knowing that and seeing that like somehow they still are so in their heads they don't see their own worth the the guy who's beaten everybody and who's projected to win and who's expected to win somehow looks at you and sees you as a threat but you don't see yourself as a threat right that's going to be a miscommunication right in there yeah because they're perceiving you as something that you don't perceive yourself as that's going to prevent a connection absolutely because they're also going to then be projecting ideas and expectations on you based on how they perceive you you're going to be projecting ideas and expectations based on how you perceive them that's why we go back to understanding understanding is key the more i understand you the more i understand your specifics right because that's why i said i don't love the the fries analogy because it's a guideline like we said in the beginning this is a guideline but these are not rules and regulations because in my particular instance i feel like it's very um reducing of intimacy for me to have everything planned out and to be telling you yes 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 you already got yes like i want like you like other than having the initial conversations of like hard nose right so like because we've been together so long you do know that i have certain hard nose that are like huge turnoffs to yeah. me yeah i think it i think this thing is more applicable to people who are out here like i think it's both dating, because i think because they're dating you're meeting partners. new people constantly but even within that like that's kind of part of the problem right that's what i'm saying it has to be practical if i've just met you and i want a one night stand we don't really have a chance to sit there and go over hard nose and have a whole conversation of fries and consent right like how are we getting consent within that and so that's what i mean there needs to be an understanding of this rule for the man i need to be paying attention that she's the one showing me that she's interested right uh -huh. i need to be paying attention that i'm not misreading or interpreting her as enthusiastic when she's like 
I guess. Right? And that she's not hammered for being in Yes, exactly. That she can't even freaking talk. Like, yeah. she can't even respond <laughs> and say anything, right? So what I mean is, like, they make it seem like this is always, and maybe this is unpopular to feminists or, like, some women or whatever. But I'm like, from a practical application of it, I think it needs to be talked. I do think these conversations need to happen more often before sex, right? I am a proponent of safer sex. Like, I feel like... Um, I've never had one night stands. I don't judge one night stands. I think you can do one night stands healthily. But then I think even that there's also an understanding when you're engaging in a one night stand that I'm giving you consent to some stuff quickly. But like most people aren't going to like what we talked about naturally. I meet you. We hook up. We decide to have a one night stand. I'm not about to get into BDSM with you. On a one night stand, that's right. like something you, you right do kinda, with your partner. You like, to yeah, build to you gotta build to some type of deep. That's what I'm saying. Intimacy spectrum. So you can still have sex intimacy and not necessarily go into all the deeper intimacies of like your fantasies, your that's a good things point. that yeah. you want sexually. Yeah. Da da da. Spectrum, right. Yeah. It's a spectrum. So that's what I mean. So like even with that, the consent is a spectrum. That sounds so shady, and I get so nervous to hey, say look, it like that's that. That's why I'm letting you say it. Um, I don't want to. I hate that term. I don't even love the way I said it. But like, <laughs> what I mean is like you can't tell one person. This is how consent looks like for this other person. Of course. Right? Like, so I'm saying for myself, like, I know consent for me does not look like what consent for everybody else looks like. And yours and yours is even allowed to change. Absolutely. It's yeah. reversible. That's what I'm saying. I agree with this. Yeah. It is reversible. Men need to understand that. These rules exist for a reason, right? There was a point when men were arguing when women were being raped. Like, oh, she wanted She went to the house. So these things exist because of idiot men in the past <laughs> that were, like, so <laughs> dumb that we're like, okay, we need rules. I mean, who didn't know? That you can't get to a place and say no. And now, I mean, I've changed my mind. Like, hold on, sir. Um, if your job, you don't show up and you like, okay, they change. They're not going to pay you. Like, certain yeah, things not, are going to change. They're not going to be like, like no, nah, I used to work like, here. Oh, yeah, I, I came. Can. The last four days I came. Um, sir, <laughs> things have changed now. You haven't yeah. showed up. Right, right. Or. That's real. Like this is so. This is another reason why I say these conversations are important because men don't know, and because they don't like to male ego, women have ego too. So I should just say ego in general. We don't always like to be honest with ourselves, right? So sometimes, and maybe what I'm asking for is too idealistic in society because I know that it may be a bit extreme for people because people aren't necessarily honest with themselves and each other about their ratings for themselves, for each other, for like all of the things, right? Because if I like, so I, I had a client who had a traumatic relationship experience because she changed her mind within the relationship and felt guilty about it. And I have been in circumstances similarly where people have changed their mind, either side of the situation where a mind has been changed and it can be a traumatic experience to the other partner. Either they're blamed, either you're blamed, like, you know what I mean? Like it becomes this thing. Women talk about it on a smaller scale with simply uh, if the man asks for the phone number and the woman says no, she becomes like attacked. Yeah. Right. So a part of it is that people can't accept rejection and don't learn how to take rejection. And that's something that needs to change in society, which means in order for men to experience it, like to learn to experience it, they have to experience it. Right. So men have to start to feel rejected in order to learn how to deal with rejection. But also on some level, women have to learn to deal with it. Right. Because as much as we complain, like so one component that we have to realize in society is complaining prevents accountability and that's part of why we like to complain right like if i complain about politics if i complain about relationships if i complain about the man or the woman i'm not accountable for what i need to do to make adjustments in society and myself in my relationship 
and so we tend to just project that blame out on like what the other person needs to do instead of like what we need to yeah, do what we can right, fix exactly i forgot what i was saying hmm? <laughs> i'm over here looking at you you done done so many things i think it distracted me you was typing you was feeling your things so i'm like what is he doing then i started getting distracted then i went distracted and forgot what i started talking about Nice. <laughs> and see even that like i was explaining it but i could see it felt like i'm projecting the blame onto you it sounds like it's your fault i've been distracted da, da, da. it's not your fault it's an experience i agree but that's what i'm saying but that's how i could feel right like as i say my experience like oh this thing distracted me that's true this thing distracted me like if the bird flew out the window the bird distracted me i got distracted that's on me right but this is the catalyst or the cause or the op like the thing Absolutely. that created it, right? So it's not the causes in the fault, but it's the cause of the distraction, Happen. right? But I don't think when we enter into relationships, we always know how to navigate that because we tend to need to put blame. Whose fault is it? It can't be mine. So it can't be that I'm unattractive, that she lost attraction in me. It has to be her fault. She like what you're all vacillating? Yeah. My opinion changed. I learned more information about you and I have determined nah <laughs> pass. <laughs> You do have a choice also not to take their shit and not to be in a relationship correct, with them. Correct. So make that decision also and make whatever's best for you. But they don't have to be a shitty ass person either because that's their shit they're trying to deal with. You have your shit you have to deal with. I wish people would stop saying that it's not their, their they don't have to deal with the baggage of the partners. That's true. But you do because everyone's coming with it. Or you're going to be alone. So you don't <laughs> got to. Yeah. But you signed up for it. Yeah, now you're right. bitter because you keep saying she got baggage. Duh. He got baggage. She got baggage. Everyone has baggage. Right. You're in a relationship together or not. That's the only choice. Are you yeah. going to do life alone? And you no. know what? Intimacy is going through each other's bags. Yes. That's, that is the that's intimacy. Amazing. It's saying I'm going to sit here and go with it through it with you with you through your bags right? and, and not that i gotta sit here and feel everything you feel right or go through every thought you e or every thought piece of, of yeah, every, every piece of the puzzle yeah. but sometimes you need me to go with you through your bag and, and i'm here for that and it's no sometimes it's, i'll go through your bag there's with no you. right amount of time to be intimate well it's no right way to be intimate but it's the courage that you know inside when it's a moment that person needs something like that friend that partner whatever needs something you can't always meet it. That's true. You can't. But when you can, do you try to, are you putting your focus and intention onto it, right? Or is it difficult for you to even ever put that person first, you know, and listen yes. to what they're saying? Because if nobody's saying we're hitting intimacy at 100% rate, nobody's saying it. And of course, it's going to be painful when you miss the person across from you and, and, or when they miss you. But next time, what you gonna do? You see what I'm saying? But I also and then the next it don't time. have to be next time. And yeah. I think that has to be okay too, right? Yeah, because you, I think that's you, you a can, part of the pain that away. we're avoiding is like, I don't want to hurt them so you stay in it. That's so a good point. my own weird little analogy, and this is why I say I like the truth better. Um, to me, so a lot of times when people say like, that you told a lie to like protect your loved one, at that point you're already in love with that person, like friendship wise, relationship wise, whatever. You already have decided you love that person. Now you're lying, right? But the truth of it is, it's probably like we lie in the beginning. If you tell the truth from the beginning, the pain is a two. As the relationship progresses, if you tell the lies as it goes, that pain is an eight. Mm -hmm. Right? So I'm always saying I would rather a level two pain than a level eight pain. Right? So like if you're telling me from the jump, I'm not attracted to you, then we both know you're not attracted. 
we decide whether or not we're going to build our relationship on that fact of us both understanding that or adjusting with us understanding do i want to stay in this relationship and like this person enough to change how i look for them do i but being honest that's not weak people say oh that's weak it's not weak we all want relationship we all make sacrifices for relationship everyone has to decide which sacrifice they make some people decide to move to relocate some people decide to change jobs or keep a job or take a job because of certain partners right everyone wants to judge what everyone else does which then prevents people to stand in their truth which stands, which makes people not connect to people that they can connect with and feel like they have to be alone when you don't have to be alone. If you want and you're okay with having to work out to make this guy happy because in every other way he's great for you and he's just saying that's his conditioning and his standards, he wants a woman fit, cool. Over here, it may be something else. You might want a partner to work. Someone else might not want their partner to work. Right. Everybody wants to say what everybody else should do instead of saying that understanding that specific saying like this is what I need, this is what I want, this is what I need, this is what I want. But also understanding sometimes it will be lost because those don't have to line up. I don't have to want what you want. You don't have to want what I want. It doesn't make you a terrible person. It doesn't make me a terrible person. We can go on our separate ways and yep. we don't have to force it. Yep. We can also even maybe need some distance to come back if we were trying to be romantic or something to decide, yeah, okay, we can be friends. Sometimes that's possible, but we also rush that process. Let's turn around and be friends two days later after we were just having sex a month before. Like, eh, I might need some time to adjust. And that's going to also look different because intimacy looks different for people. I'm a very passionate person. That's how I express my intimacy. I'm a very relaxed and laid back person. So we're not intimate? No, we are, but it's different ways it looks and that may not mesh with you. Right. You may want this certain presentation of intimacy. You may want a different presentation of intimacy. That's okay. Yeah. But I think we get pain and scared of causing it. Now we're in relationships that we feel like we have to maintain or sustain forever. Sometimes a person has come into your life to teach you what to look for and what to hope for not to teach you what is or has to be right mm -hmm. and i feel like so often we get a glimpse of like this could be a good relationship so we hone in and snatch and cut like we clutch so tightly to like this is the one just because someone is a good guy or girl with good qualities doesn't make them the one for you let's look at it a little closer and see if they're actually the one but then also saying if they're not it doesn't make them a terrible person right they're not horrible or you're not horrible it just is what it is and then you can go out and find the one that is better for you because now you know, oh, good guys exist. I feel like it's this thing where people break up and it's like, this person is shit. <laughs> oh my God, they're terrible. They're fucking. Ain't I'm never like, been shit. So I start to question your sanity. Like, you keep going with people that's just this much shit, or you're shitting on people after you date them, which is worse. Like, oh, you dated them, now you're bitter, and now this person is just trash. Nothing about them is good, but you spent years with them, you've been having sex with them. You've been tearing it up. You got the tattoo? Right. Name on you. But this person's so horrible. Like, oh, now you man. need, and then you still blaming them. So, nowhere in here do you need to stop and look at yourself. But you keep continuing down this path with these bums. Somebody got to look at it. So, I feel like it has to be, like, it's so easy to put it outside, to point outside, to point to the other person, what they need to do, how they need to be. Even in, within the consent process, that's the issue that I have. With every single standard that comes out, People love to just say, okay, I'm doing it. They hate to say, this is something I'm not doing. Let me sit here and look at how am I not doing it and how can I apply this better, right? That's the same problem in relationships. If a partner brings an issue to you, we get defensive. We don't say instantly, okay, this is something I'm not doing. How can I apply it? We take it personal. We do the FAE also to ourselves. And now we're a shit person. Now we're this terrible person. 
now we're we're all of these things because we made a mistake no you're human and you're learning and you're growing and understanding of yourself as well i have to show myself love and understanding and compassion in order to be able to show you love and understanding and compassion right i got to give myself forgiveness in order to forgive you right as i recognize that i am human who make mistakes i can also understand you're a human who makes mistakes i project both out right same in these situations sometimes i gotta sit this down and be like okay it's not the worst thing in the world you made some mistakes or you realized you didn't like this person that's painful sucks for both people yeah both sides it's, it's okay or it may not be so dramatic that you got in the relationship it might just be like dang i gotta tell her she gained some pounds or dang i gotta tell him i want an open marriage or what else what do they say i mean i've been getting a lot of polyamorous relationship requests from clients yeah uh i'm trying to think of what other issues i tend to have in my my couples it's usually a misunderstanding or a difference in how to operate literally and that's the thing it's hard because it's usually most times when i see disagreements they're misunderstandings that become insurmountable because the other person can't see the other person and because some people can't be humble right like people always have to protect and sometimes when we protect ourselves, we're not seeing the other person right like no maybe you misunderstood maybe you misinterpreted what i said okay so me think about that maybe you said it wrong <laughs> If they misinterpret it, if they heard wrong, maybe you said it wrong. Maybe yeah. you communicated it inefficiently. Maybe you were too quick to see they weren't agreeing. Maybe you were too quick to make the final decision. But we don't stop and separate ourselves. We're just like, oh, no, you didn't get what I was saying. Hold on. <laughs> I didn't get it. Means you also didn't communicate it on some level in a way that I could get it. So that requires both of us to look at ourselves to see how we can better communicate and be on the same page in our communication. But we don't like to do that because we have to admit we made a mistake or we did something wrong. And if I'm constantly trying to build my ego up, yeah, I can't never sit and admit, oh, I fucked up. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's a painful process to uh, admit wrong. That's yes, what, because we're scared once again. It is so counterintuitive to us that another person can accept that, can receive that. But in my experience, time and time again, when you own your shit, people are more likely to receive you and accept you. But it goes against our natural instincts. Yeah. It's like give up reputation points to earn more. Absolutely. It, it, because think about what makes you connect to somebody else. It's, do you connect to the fucking know-it-all? Right. No. That's irritating. Humility. Do you connect to the person that has all their shit attractive. together? Humility yes. is attractive, but it's a painful position to because be in Because it's also not time. attractive. And that's why we don't teach people the specifics. Like, that's to me when you start to say some of these acronyms, it's like play it out over humility is not attractive either right mm. like people that just have no confidence at all is not attractive either if you just don't ever think good about yourself on any level yeah i don't think that's over humility done. it is because that's how we interpret it that's how we that's how we project it right like i'm i'm i don't think well of myself so we don't think it is that way but me having worked with all of these clients that's what it is right low self-esteem is that them being taught that they shouldn't have bragged or boasted or do these things i see it's it's like damn like but you see people doing it, yeah. But they're not supposed to, like. Oh. Right, like never take credit for shit. Cause yeah. that's bragging. It can swing. I see what you're saying about the pendulum swing on it for sure. I see what you mean, yeah. And it's selfish to get what I need. Mm -hmm. I see what you're to saying. To put myself first, to ever make a decision for me. So now I'm always taking care of others. Because I haven't been taught that I'm worthy of being taken care of too, mm -hmm. or I'm worthy to be the focus of attention sometimes too. Mm -hmm. Or I'm worthy to be spoiled. Like how much, like even just that for women. 
oh this oh spoil this so now I'm, i know and i'm interpreting because think about that men and women are also interpreting the negative messages and trying to counter it so whatever messages men have said women are in a negative way women try not to be so now they're not true to themselves so now they don't want to do their little things that might make them cope like shop whatever their shit is that they scared men are gonna be funny make fun of in a similar way men feel the same way they might like to shop they might like something oh we're gonna get clowned if we do these things we get made fun of so now i don't do stuff that could actually bring me comfort and joy and peace i might hide it suppress it or not do it at all like we're just creating a, a society that reduces intimacy but expects it to happen quickly and instantaneously especially because all we see because it's not existing is like pornography and i don't mean like actual porn but just like it's in every show where it's just almost like a vomit of sexuality which right. is like this is the reason we don't understand sex because we think we watch tv and somebody's just gonna be turned on because you entered the room <laughs> is that not how it happens for you that's that's been my experience oh i mean i'm a different kind of being okay I, but like that's not necessarily people don't necessarily <laughs> like to talk about that but there's a whole weird component of trauma that's in a lot of sex where people can be hypersexualized or like playing out some of that shit in sex and so that's also not talked about so then it's like it's a weird conversation when it's like you've never dealt with your shit but you're hyper sexualized mm -hmm. where is that gonna go because you don't even know where to do where to put it what to do with it especially if you've been taught you can't be sexual as a woman or as a man if you add in religion or different components right, and concepts right. now i'm restricted and i'm not supposed to be sexual i'm not supposed to be turned on by women or men i'm not supposed to be doing these things that's where you get perversions from that's where you get these people having sex with people because it's like you think this is a natural inclination and desire is to have sex but you also got so much shame built into it and right. all these stigmas right. because people put these standards on how much sex you should have how much sex you shouldn't have now if i want to have sex two times a day every day that's that's and, your and health. with what gender or, with or what yeah <laughs> or if i want to have sex with men and women yeah Demon. i'm indecisive or i'm demonic <laughs> yeah <laughs> or i don't know what i want <laughs> yeah or even if i'm saying it's not even about gender now that's weird to people mm -hmm. but i actually am on that late level and i think that um it's funny because like i've been i feel like not teasingly but like teasingly telling you and the kids like i don't necessarily see it like that and like you guys are like okay she's tripping but i legitimately don't think i'm attracted to people based on gender or even really looks it's like an energy thing to me yeah i feel like, you mean like it's big time energy it has nothing to do with gender or physical attraction even sometimes but same being turned off like that's the thing like people think it's like it's no pros and cons to any of it it's just how you feel what you think i feel like we get so tied into like this is what i think or feel so is right or wrong what you think and feel is the coping skills and thoughts that you've developed to survive it's not like law it's not like fact this is how you developed period mm -hmm. and i kind of think i'm under even standing under even even understanding the lgbtq community a bit more because of that because it's just like there's all these things to kind of explain to them why they are the way they are they just are like no one's going around explaining why are you black i mean white people try to do that and it was insulting like they did whole tests mm -hmm. and studies and cracking open brains to understand it like what do you mean so now you turn around like that's what i mean about understanding you've never been gay you as a man you as a man that's even part of society is a gay man not a man they're absolutely a man it's just so embedded in the culture you understand un who you're attracted to 
you don't know how that developed within you but you know who you're attracted to you don't have to go around explaining why your attraction developed what age it developed how it developed why it developed right right (laughs) no one asked you when did you know you was black (laughs) what you're black how did that develop when did that come about what did you what did you do to be black are you enjoying that experience there's a lot of stress in that experience being black would you change it like what so we expect them to go through all of these questions to see like why justify why they they are who they are right validate prove prove to us that you're valuable like not it's not even gay that that yeah like that you're gay so like your opinion matters because we disagree with it that's what society is always saying because i disagree with your perspective or your approach it has to be wrong Mm -hmm. even with these masks we can't possibly understand that someone could disagree with us and be intelligent I'm starting to realize in society, we don't understand that that other person can be intelligent and can have researched and could have done all this work. But because of their conditioning and their experiences that are just as valid as your conditioning experiences, they can see things from a completely different way. And your pains are completely valid because you see how they're not taking your perspective into account and their pain. They see how you're not taking their perspective into account. All true. So then stop and stay let me not focus on me getting my perspective seen. Let me try to see theirs. That's where I haven't seen most people do. That's where it ends. I have not seen people come into therapy or come into political conversations with me or come into different conversations to me and genuinely try to understand the other person's point of view that they're arguing against. Like to actually work to understand it. They don't. They work to counter-argue it. They work to dispute it. They work to dismiss it. They work to degrade it, to belittle it. Where did you learn that from? That is what we're saying is white patriarchal system, but we continue to process over and over again in our relationships and in these other systems. That's a part of this intimacy block. If I'm telling you that your opinion doesn't matter when we're eating dinner, why the hell do you want to eat me? <laughs> <laughs> It's like, okay, okay, babe, let's come on up. Let's be intimate now. Hold on. The other 30 times of intimacy today was a miss, okay? You know, a complete <laughs> miss. Absolutely. Like, we were just watching this Married at First Sight show. Oh, my God, that one guy, he was, like, so, that's what I'm saying about reading energy. Oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, you're so this. Oh, you're so that. I was cringing because I'm looking at her face. Did she respond to the first one? Sir, <laughs> what is your goal your goal is to compliment her why you want her to feel good okay did she smile at that first compliment right she did not why did you give 10 more did that counselor say that on the show no because he was giving a male perspective like <laughs> oh you need to relax you overthinking it what do you mean she needs to relax she don't like the compliments why she need to relax she doesn't like it yes there could be trauma yes there can be other reasons but this is what we tell people to do change who you are so he can be comfortable right she don't even look attracted to this man so you want me to take these comments and I'm supposed to be now ecstatic that he's ecstatic to be looking at me. He should be ecstatic to be looking at me. I don't feel the same way looking at him. Now you want me to stuff my emotions down and be like, okay, I'm happy because you're happy that I'm beautiful. Yeah. And not to mention, he keeps saying, hurry up and be comfortable with me. Yeah, exactly. What I'm saying. All the pressure. And I'm not saying, I don't know if it's looks based on what, because I don't remember what she said because I came in at the end. 
but it's just a lot of pressure and I just feel like the perspective is usually on the woman like just change a little bit so that's why I felt bad when I give the advice where like women do need to take men into account but they do everybody has to take the other person into account it's just that women always hear that so we're tired of hearing it yeah. just like black people always hear it so they're tired of hearing it Yeah. but there's still some truth that there are things in the black community that we need to think about how we move and operate yes we understand the systemic issues yes we understand how that is it's not our fault but we have to make some adjustments if we're going to keep this going. Mm -hmm. Like, we cannot keep it going the way it's going. And it's not to... Bl I, I get mad at the black-on-black -black conversation. It's not even that conversation now, but I get mad at it because, you know, I'm defending black people, which is true. And it's not our fault, and I don't like the blame put on it, but it's like, at the end of the day, it doesn't... Like, now what? We're in the problem. We have to make better decisions, too. Yeah, it's true. It's both. So, same in the relationship. You can be mad at a partner and keep saying they wrong, so you gonna be done? Yeah. You leaving? You're saying wrong and stand. So you just right. gonna be wrong so every wanna, day. That's what it is. We wanna have the power. I'm just gonna keep telling you how wrong you are and make myself feel better. Like Well, and it's because the person's not feeling good. Absolutely. Well who else tears down someone else? Yeah. Someone who's not feeling good. My little self rant about my own experiences <laughs> and frustrations. I love every episode. Uh, do it. Don't do that. Now you're going to put me in my head. <laughs> it probably is. I probably do sound like a little bitch, too. I know the last time we listened to that episode, I felt like a little bitch afterwards. Like, God damn, you sound like such a bitter bitch. <laughs> but that's why I love myself, because I tell myself that. So it's so hard to be politically correct and know what the right thing is to say with all of these words and terms. And you do got to try. That's the scary part, because you're going to offend people. And you kind of got to know, I may offend I'm not trying to. Yeah, I'm doing what yeah. I can. I'm trying to learn. And what else can you the do? thing, the thing, people have to realize, and you don't gotta like me. That's hurtful because I be trying to be a, like not offensive. Not that I think I, I guess I do like to be like. Who doesn't like to be like? But when I feel like shit, I done offended someone and I didn't intend to. I feel so bad. Why? I don't want to say why, but it's not the end of the world. They don't gotta like you. They can be offended. Jeez. <laughs> Let them move on with their life offended. Like, you ain't even gonna see them again. The last thing they thought about me was, yeah. them bitches ain't thinking about you either, though. That's the part of the truth. You're not on their mind. Like, sometimes people need those types of hard truth for themselves because we get ourselves so worked up. No one's thinking about you, sweetie. But that could send another. Yep. <laughs> no one's thinking of me. No uh, one cares. No one. It's like, oh my God. Okay. Balance. Rant again. Anyways, it's, I mean, it's, I think it's been time to wrap it up. I'm just over here ranting. <laughs> I'm going to use so many points. <laughs> you love my rants. Oh, my gosh. I just have to say bestie because I try not to put her name on the, th on the, the podcast. But she told me that the other day. You and her keep telling me, like, the same best compliments ever. And she said, basically, like, because yours, my, the best compliment I've gotten from you was um, I'm the perfect amount of ignorance for you. Yeah, That was perfect. an amazing compliment. Oh, that was so creative and perfectly said for my personality. And then she said my rants. She was like, your rants are just so epic and hilarious. And I love it because I'm literally in the middle of pissed the fuck off, going off. And I am, I do tend to be funny when I'm going off. Going off. And she's just cracking the fuck up. Like, you are <laughs> a trip. Like, she's just like, I mean, I know you mad and I ain't trying to be insensitive, but... This shit is hilarious. <laughs> but I love it. Like, th like people think it's so offensive or like, I know it's scary, but it's actually very endearing when people are themselves. Sometimes. Uh, even when it's difficult. Like, that's the thing. I like it. Like, I don't like the difficult moment, but afterwards, I'm always appreciative of like, if like, I think that's what I'm saying. People are scared to the, of the difficulties because they're scared of the loss. Yeah. And that is scary and that may come. 
But when you don't experience the loss and you maintain the relationship, for those ones where you can work it out, yeah. those if there's like actual communication and resolution so that you can like work through it, the other side of getting through those difficulties is so beautiful. Agreed. Oh, it's so beautiful and rewarding. Like when you work it out. The painful part is when people can't do the work to work through it. And that's why people get mad. And I think that's when they start to get blaming and like, oh, you didn't care. They probably, maybe they didn't. Sometimes that's true. They didn't like you that much. There's people that it's just not worth the effort for me. I'm just saying. There's other people that's worth the effort, but it's also like one-sided effort. So I'm not going to do that, even though I love them. And that's another loss because I feel like I still lose on that. I want the relationship more or I'm willing to do more of the work, but I'm not going to do all the work. So it may be a loss. And I know there's certain standards that I need that pisses me off too, but it's like I still need these standards. So it's not going to work. You got to be able to be honest about all of those things. And it's painful, but I still think it's just less pain than when you grow attached to people and get close, um, knowing it's not quite right. And it gets dragged out. And then you're just like six years in and like, I don't want to be in this relationship. Done. That's way more painful than if you had cut it at that first time when you knew you ain't really want to go out that person for that tea <laughs> that coffee <laughs> you know, that joint was boring as shit and you're over there trying to force it like women do it to like i hate it i hate it women come to me all the time you told me to think i go outside my box what so i told you to date somebody you're completely unattracted to i never said that i said push yourself outside your comfort zone don't go and date someone you're not attracted to like why do you think that that makes sense because, oh, looks are shallow. What attracted you to the most of people? Their looks. I'm not saying be fully convinced of their looks. Give someone a chance. Like, sometimes you develop friendships. You were saying earlier, for you, it's energy, huh? For me. That's what I'm saying. That's why I like the fries thing. Oh, you got to be, be honest. Be specific to the person. Be honest with the person. Like, I like honesty. That's why I'm saying this fries thing is touchy because people need to learn their partners. That's what the understanding component is that they're not realizing. That's a big portion of the work all of that has to be talked about communicated and the more you can do it the more intimate you can get which i think is what people see within our relationship like why they tend to like the podcast they see a deep level of intimacy this come from a lot of pain because i be digging in your ass and you be digging in mine not literally oh my lord <laughs> not literally she done not intimate she done got intimate <laughs> in this mother motherfucker <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah no, no you're I right mean, though. we you're be right saying though. shit that other people like. People this, say that all the time. Like, this is the product of ass digging. Yes. This podcast is the product of ass ass eating season. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for this episode. Come back and get intimate with us next week for some more shit. <laughs> ass digging. <laughs>